This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by our boys at New Era Marketing. N-U-E-R-A Marketing. It's a new era. Not like the fucking worthless hats, okay? Uh, These guys are a marketing agency that offers branding, social media management, digital marketing, website design, and development. Um, All your creative services that you need for, for marketing your business. That's right, Sai. They're a local agency with an office right here on Hendricks. I said local, local agency, Jacksonville, got an office on Hendricks and San Marco, super passionate about supporting local businesses, which they represent a lot of them here in Jacksonville as well. One of the really cool things about them is that they're intentionally a small team of marketing experts, right? So they're offering these boutique services to brands but they're delivering some really big results with none of the fluff or the BS that tends to come with when you hire one of these huge marketing firms. And most importantly, they're huge Jaguar fans. So if you see them around the stadium, make sure you stop by and say what's up and give them a follow on Twitter. So if you or anyone you know is in need of a marketing agency, just start with our guys at New Era. Um, They've got an awesome website with recent work examples, um, perfect five-star ratings from their clients. Um, All you got to do is Google them, N-U-E-R-A, marketing. Check them out. Welcome back to a regular season, the first regular season edition of The Bold Take. We are joined uh, this evening. It's uh, not joined, but this evening it's it's the main man, E. Dilla, the Dillical, a.k.a. the Big Dilla Stottle, a.k.a. Mr. Scoops. Um Sally's playing on the injured list tonight, so we are uh, we're, we're we're down a man, but uh, much like the Jaguars, we're gonna give it our best effort and uh, just try to plow through this without uh, our glue guy. We're missing our glue guy. That's what we're missing, Dilla. We're missing our glue guy, the guy who holds it all together. We really are. But ironically, did you see the Jaguars injury report today? There was nobody on it. <laughs> so you're saying that he's not the glue guy. No, 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 no. He's our glue guy. I was just oh. saying it's ironic that the Jaguars had no no injury and we're we're down a guy ourselves. Yeah, it's it's a ba- it's a bad analogy on my part, more more so than anything. But um yeah, anyway, so uh the Jaguars played a regular season game and um we're first and foremost on this episode, we're gonna get into kind of our takes from the game. And we'll get into a little bit of a preview of what our thoughts surrounding the Colts game this weekend. Uh, the Colts make their annual trip to Jacksonville. And then uh, we're going to get in the Jag bag. So we're going to try and plow through this episode this evening. And, uh, you know, just try and get, get ourselves to the home opener. So, Dilla, your thoughts. Because it, it, it was funny watching the timeline during the game, right? I mean, it was like a w- different waves of emotions, and I was I was a big part of that myself. What are your thoughts overall? Couple couple nights to sleep on it now. What are your thoughts? Um, I think overall, uh, the biggest question mark moving forward, it really is. It's the left guard position. So I think like that's the biggest thing. Like, do we see better offensive line play, especially in pass protection? Um, and then Trevor Lawrence, obviously that's the big, you know, what 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 to do. Um, one, I think we threw the ball too many times just based on the offense. And I know Doug Peterson likes to throw the football um, instead of run it, but I feel like a lot of a lot of the times we were throwing the ball when we, there was just, you know, we we had just got done gashing them. And we they they came out in the second half. We were giving ETN the ball. He was making plays on the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it was something we got away from when the the Washington Commanders never made us get away from it. So the offense, um, left guard, the offense. That's really all I have a huge question mark on. I'm not upset um, at what happened. I feel like it was really cool to see the group bounce back after playing, they played pretty terrible first half, all things considered. And then I think they're down like 14, three at half. Was it something like that? Um, usually when the Jaguars get down 14, three at half, it's 31, 10 real quick. You know what I'm saying? And really for the next, I don't know, 20 of the next 30 minutes. of the second half, the Jaguars really dominated the game. They just kind of let it get away from them. They almost were like, you know, holy shit, we just did that. And then they didn't know what to do when they got there. So I think 
you know, that's a, it's an obvious stepping stone. And a year ago we said straight up, you know, all we want is to watch competitive football. Well, we've played one game and we've got one competitive game. So I'm still positive in, in the sense of like looking forward to the future. The things we saw that were, were negative, they're all fixable. There's a lot of stupid stuff in there, but it's, it's all fixable. So, you know, moving forward, I do think it's just very small things to worry about. And as the season goes on, you know, the small things will be, it'll snowball and they'll bother us more. But for now, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. Even if we're 0 1, who, you know, we'd rather be 1 0, but uh, I'm an optimistic 0 1 still. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, <clears throat> it's funny because you're exactly right when you say that we spent the last couple of years just saying, damn it, man, we want some competitive games. Like, just be in the games, right? Like, if we're going to lose with a young team, with a young core of guys, like, give some hope. And hope comes from being in the games, right? And But for me in the moment, watching that game, it was hard in the moment to feel that way because of kind of the arc of the game. And it felt very much like in the beginning – typical Jaguars and then it ended pretty typical Jaguars so it it, it took a few hours until the next day whatever it was for me to really be able to compartmentalize it and say okay there's some good there there's more good than we probably saw the majority of last season but it was it's funny because it was a competitive game but the bad parts were so typical Jaguars that in the moment it was like I was still pretty angry with the outcome. Most definitely. And I, like, I think situationally, like watching the game, I had like a bunch of homies over at the house. Uh, you know what I mean? I was like whipping up food before they came over. So when you are enjoying the game and consuming the game, you're not really like analyzing it at like, you know, anything more than a hot take level. So I think it is important. Like you said, you know, we, we sit on it a couple of days and we realize maybe it's not as bad as we thought it was. Um, I'd still like to see a couple things tweaked. I'd still like to run the football more. Um, I would like to get away from that big bootleg play action. They they ran it a ton and it really didn't work that much. But if we talk about the the positive things, like what about Christian Kirk? Like that dude was on. They, they they couldn't cover him. He he was just as nasty as uh, Samuel was on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, for for the Commanders. I mean, so. he's everything that like. When you talked about when you when you listen to people who said, Hey, he's a good player, the value on that contract may be a little high, but he's going to be a good player. And here's how he wins, right? Like when you talk to the people who understand and like have really watched him and understand his game, that's how he won on Sunday, right? I mean, from the slot, a lot of the, the same type of routes that he's been good at the last couple of years, you could tell they took what he is good at and they built it into the offense, you know? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, he looked dynamic with the ball in his hands. I thought, uh, you know, Zay, our boy, Zay Jones, friend of the program, um, had, had a couple of, you know, a couple of good moments as well. He seemed to be getting a little bit of separation. Um, that was for me, when you talk about the offensive side of the ball, James Robinson aside, I mean, that's gotta be the story like of all of, of everything, right. In the sense that, a dude who like seven minutes ago tore his Achilles and, and he came back and he looked, it just, it was so great to see him make that first run that, you know, that first one that he broke, he hit that hole, planted his foot, hit that hole and went and got ran down. Like he's always going to get ran down by like a safety or a linebacker. But it was so cool to see that because he just seemed a, he seems like a great dude. B um, it obviously makes us better if he's anywhere near what he has been in the past. So that aside, For me, the story on offense, if we're looking at the positives, was it was really (laughs) – I thought about this afterwards. In the moment, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, good play. Uh, Oh, he was actually open. We have open guys. But to see a game plan in an offense that's been put together where guys are schemed open. Yep. I can't remember the last, like I'm being, I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to be funny. I can't remember the last time we had a coach or coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball that did that. And when you watch today's NFL, that's pretty commonplace. I mean, it may not happen every game because you may run into a game plan on defense that you weren't expecting or, or whatever. You just don't execute. 
but like i feel like most of the teams that aren't completely inept <laughs> have don't go a decade without having an offensive staff or skill players that can't be schemed open um so that was a, a positive takeaway for me um yeah offensive line play was he got hit too much i thought another interesting tidbit i think a little bit was made about doug coming out and saying he had no problem with the offensive line play mm-hmm. and you know we i think we had a few people on on twitter who have followed doug for a long time whether it be philly related or whatever and they're like look he's never gonna throw his guys on yeah. you know he's gonna which is great i mean that's what you should do rip them and rip them a new asshole behind yeah. the scenes you know in the o-line room but in public you say ah oh, we're good you know we're good we got some things to work on we work on it and, and you move on um and if he was ever going to light that fire, he wouldn't do it after week one of his first game on his second team after he took a year off to, like, reevaluate yeah. his, as a coach. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know we've all just went through the Urban Meyer lying experience, but, like, Doug Marone – or, excuse me, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Doug Peterson's got – um, he's, he's got, like, you know, an NFL rap sheet, so it's not it's not like it's anything new. Um, But if we keep going on positives and we, if we talk about Trevor – Positives. Positives. <laughs> Did you just say Doug Marone? Earlier I did. Who was that? Christ. What the fuck? <laughs> is that the Lord? Did you Turn look- this fucking podcast off. Love you, JB. <laughs> did you look at the uh, target breakdown, like, of the receivers? Yeah. It was pretty – it was, like, four is, like, hit or miss as Trevor was. And I don't know if it was I, – I haven't watched the All-22. I haven't seen any cut-ups of the All-22 to, like, you know, take a quick – take a quick opinion at it. Um, I don't know if it's based on play design where he's like, you know, one reading these guys and that's why the targets look as like even as they did. But, you know, he, he it was like 12 targets for Christian Kirk, nine for Zay Jones. I think it was nine for Marvin Jones. And I think like right after that, it was Ingram and ETN at four. And I think Ingram is going to be your wild card every week. You could see, I think Christian Kirk will be the top target every week, assuming he's healthy. Um, and then after that, I, I think you'll see Evan Ingram's, you know, value go up and down. And I do think that you're going to see Zay Jones and then Marvin Jones. But I think genuinely all the receivers played a really good football game. Yeah. For the first time, like, all everyone who lined up at receiver contributed to the game. Yeah, it was, like I said, the game plan. Um, I think the route tree that exists that there that's incorporated into the offense made a ton of sense the guys and that were in the certain positions you could follow like that made sense um you know there were some boneheaded decisions there were a couple of plays that i think you know but that you're gonna have that in every game right like even if you win even if you blow a team out you can probably go back and pick out a couple plays and be like that didn't make any sense and truth be told we're just looking at it on the surface, right? Like, like you said, we're not watching the all 22 and we don't know what the assignments are. We don't know what the, the progressions were for the quarterback. We don't know any of that. Um, we don't know if the guy ran the wrong route. So, and it, yeah, I think it was interesting to come away from it and say, wow, Trevor could definitely be better. He's got some, you know, he, he left some really important stuff on the field, but you feel like he's got enough around him. If they can just put that offensive line together a little bit more, you feel like he's got enough around him to, if he takes this year and just keeps getting a little better, like last, it's not like last year, last year, what I'm getting at is last year. You're like, okay, no matter how good this guy could be, nobody's getting open. You know what I mean? So like there's what I'm getting at is, doesn't feel like that's going to be an excuse well bro the the defense uh, i mean we win the game if the defense can stop carson wentz like that's the whole thing for me it's carson wentz yeah carson wentz i don't really even think that was much as a defense i think it was a first time defensive coordinator calling the game yeah exactly it's like it's something that takes more time to get into for sure he called the game like a pussy to start the game and then he called the game like a pussy to and it's all new players too he was aggressive as hell in between and they were they were flying all over the place and making plays. Like, yeah, it just it, it seemed really obvious what was happening. And like for them, it's not as obvious because it's in the moment for them. It's easier for us sitting back watching, chilling. Now, when they go back and see that, are they going to be like, hey, learning experience? Probably. 
Because they what, even what, made adjustments at halftime, which is something exactly. we haven't seen. What, in what they showed me at halftime is why why don't I think they're going to make an adjustment after analyzing themselves? Yeah. You know, like yeah. any good leader looks at themselves and analyzes themselves before they like analyze their team. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I think the. I can't really wrap my head around what the game plan was on defense coming out. So vanilla, the only thing I could think of was they've got a fairly young back half, right? I mean, when you say Cisco and uh, Devin Lloyd in pretty important positions, and maybe he just didn't want to put pressure on like Devin Lloyd just didn't have a good game. It looked like the the game was, a little too, too fast for him right now, which is normal. Like, I, I don't know that I would have ran him out there in that game. I would have had a few packages where I'm bringing him into blitz or something. And that probably would have been it. Um, but I guess the idea was he's going to take his lumps as he goes and he'll figure it out as he goes. Um, so I, that's the only thing I can think of is why they, or, or they, I guess they just believed that they could get pressure with four against that O line. Um, I, I thought I expected to see more from the D line. I expected to see more from Arden Key. Um, I thought Josh Allen and I thought Josh Allen was really good. I thought Trayvon Walker was he played his position really well. He set the set the edge really well early on, and then you could see him really like the game was slowing down for him like right in front of our eyes. Um, I'm really like excited to see what we turn into. You know, he's playing a better O line this week, like on paper. Um, the sack that he had was ridiculous. That wasn't one of those, like, compare that to the first sack he had against uh, the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game where it was a sick play. He, like, mush-rushed the guy and spun off of him when the like QB started to run versus, like, that That was a disgusting Ben move. He, did, he like, chopped the hands, got under with the Ben, and was, like, right, right on the quarterback. Like, it didn't matter if anyone was open. He was sacked. Like, it was an incredible play. And he's doing it at 275. I, I'm trying to temper my excitement for him. And yeah. part of that is because I'm a Jaguar fan. And it's yeah. just I'm not used to having nice things. Yeah. But I, I looked at him and I said, I don't know if he's ever going to be the edge guy. Yeah. Right? Like if he – he's not Von Miller. But I, I don't know if he's ever going to be – He's better the guy than who has that kind of freaky bend at his size. What'd you say? I said he's better than Von Miller. He's like if Von Miller and Javon Curse like had a like a Shrek ogre baby. I know, I know everybody says the Javon Curse thing. It, I, I, the arms, man. It's the arms, but J- Javon, I mean, listen, if he ends up being Javon Curse, like I'll be walking around with an erection um inside the bank every every uh other sunday at this but, point what do we have to lose just call him javon kirsten if he's not it so be it because he seems like a nice guy i don't want to heap those i'm not making a shirt for him no, i don't no, want to no. jinx him <clears throat> you know he's he's a, he's a good guy um no but that to your point that play was like when you go back and you watch that you're like huh <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> how much of that does he have in him because if he has that in him there really aren't many comps because he's a guy who could go in and play five technique and bull rush the shit out of your guard yeah. and he's a guy who can get out on the edge and bend and, and you saw he, he had that little chop yeah the chop was the he had that chop if he start if if you give this young man half a season and we start seeing more and more pass rush attempts and moves like, like a, like a true technician. I don't know. Uh, Like it, it, again, I'm not used to having nice things. So I, I I can't even really fathom what he maybe could be. Someone someone who has football opinions that we respect had a tweet retweeted onto the timeline where he called him Tyson Aluwalu in the draft process. And what was his big knock? Like, you know, if he's good, he was going to be a run-stuffing guy who got pressure from the inside. And it was a healthy Tyson Aluwalu, you know, the prospect that they were comparing him to. And um, it, it was just funny because already the, the the knock on him was there. he has no pass rush moves. 
what he just did to that Samuel Cosme cat or whatever the hell his name was was that was assault. That was like holy shit stuff. That that yeah. was that would that was like hike on the quarterback. That we I don't know if Josh Allen's done that in a long time. Yeah. Josh this Allen. Guy's di- this guy's man. different than Josh Allen. Yeah. It, what's what's interesting is if they can find another guy, yeah, and then you can really just let him be a hybrid. That's when you know the defense, I think, becomes really, really versatile. Um, two seventy-five. If he can play on the edge, or he can play three tech over a guard center, freak. Or if he plays five tech and just bull rushes tackles. I mean, he. Can I, look- I, 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 dude, I want to see more of in in this with Fatu Kasi in there, and 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 uh, Hamilton like. Some of those bigger dudes, and even Roy Rogers or whatever his name is, Roy Robertson uh, Harris. All right, Urban. <laughs> what? Adam Glances. I want to see more Adam Glances. I want to see more games, dude. Can you imagine if you just make it more complicated for an offensive line and they got to deal with Trayvon maybe either coming off the edge or cut like as that's the that's nightmare shit for a guard. If you got this guy who it's you know what it is it's freaking Adam it, it's uh what's his name uh uh Alden Smith and what was it and not Jason Smith what was the other what was the the white guy who played five technique for the uh 49ers oh yeah he was like an all pro too but like all that dude did like Alden Smith his entire what three years, three, four years where he was lighting the league on fire. He had zero pass rush moves. They had homeboy who would come in and basically just clear enough space on a game. So Alden Smith could, could, could take advantage of his athleticism against a a guard or a center. Let's see a little more of that. I don't know. And this is an interesting week. If they can manufacture some pressure, Mm -hmm with looks and things maybe that Matt Ryan hasn't seen on tape. Matt Ryan's a statue, dude. Yeah. I was going to say Wentz is way more mobile than Matt Ryan is. Yeah. He's a statue. So that's, I don't know. Um, I know we haven't gotten into the, uh, that yet, but do they um, have any, do they, I know we're going to get into the Colts, but do they have any like quick twitch receivers? Oh, uh, they the got, roster? No, the Colts. Yeah. The good ones. Yeah, they got, they my, they got my boy like, Alec Pierce. No, he's not quick twitch. He's like, well, yeah, and yeah he's, he's straight he's line started, speed. Yeah, what I'm getting at is like Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's smart enough to get the ball out quickly. But if they don't have a quick twitch dude who's open, like Curtis Samuel was just like, right, that, all over they the don't field. have one of those guys. Yeah, yeah like so. Do they yeah. still have T.Y. Hilton? Is he still in the league? I honestly don't have a clue. No, I don't think uh, so. I think he's a free agent. I think he's out. Yeah. Um, no, so I don't know. Overall, I, with with week one, it was again these things don't exist in a vacuum, right? Like I was having this conversation with someone. They're like, oh, I don't understand why everybody's so pissed off, you know? Like blah blah blah. Like the, I thought they looked better, this and that. And I'm like, look, dude, I don't really judge anyone with their emotions when, when it comes to the Jaguars anymore. Like it, right. it's been such a, a a waste of time, energy, and and money for most of the fans out there for so long that I get it. Like it doesn't exist in a vacuum. If it did, if we were a normal franchise, that's just coming out of a little bit of a dry spell. Yeah. You can look at that game very, um, you know, very reasonably, but we, the, the, the reasonableness has been thrown out the window when it comes to watching the Jaguars. So it's uh, it's interesting. The context uh, surrounding the last, Five years is important as well. This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by Boz Executive Transportation. Boz! Boz is going to ride you around in the cleanest and coldest whips in Jacksonville. That's right. Where do you need a ride to, Cap? Where are you going somewhere you know, soon that you don't want to drive to? That's a trick question, buddy, because Boz will take me wherever I need to go. Ooh, what's he going to take you in? He's going to take me in whatever I need, right? He's got 50, 50 plus passenger uh, buses that he's got access to. He's got black car service, whether that whether you just need an old school town car, you want to ride in an Escalade or a Tahoe, fully tricked out, 
limousine. My guys got it. All you got to do is hit up Boz on Twitter at Jack's Boz. Look up Jack uh, Boz Executive Transportation. All his information's there. Uh, whether it's weddings, graduations, a night on the town with your significant other, a quinceanera. What? What else you got? A trip, a trip to Ginger's. A trip to Ginger's. It doesn't matter. No job is too big or too small for my man Boz. Listen, we're talking about a guy who is trusted by billionaires, professional wrestlers. He's 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 given transportation to Mike Tyson. You name it, the guy runs the gamut from the ultra important, the elite, the rich and the famous to just the regular Joes like your boys here on uh, the Bold Take. So holler at Boz if you need a ride. At Jack's Boz on Twitter, Boz Executive Transportation. So we shall see. Moving on to the, before we get to the Jag bag, moving on to the game this weekend. I, the fact that so many people on the timeline and so many people, like the narrative is just the, the Colts never win here. Um, I am fully expecting us to lose by double digits. Um, again, and, and that's not some astute analysis based off of anything other than I'm yeah. a Jaguars fan. And generally speaking, anytime we come into something that confident, it doesn't go well. Am I wrong to think that way? Are you Are you guys aligned with me? Uh, definitely expect Owen too. Yeah, I don't think we're going to win the game, but I think we'll play a good, close, competitive football game again. We'll be having the same conversations next week because we're cowards and we're afraid to say that the quarterback's bad. So we'll see what happens. And me and Dillard will pay 150 bucks to go to every game this year. <laughs> we're this close. <laughs> You bastard. I mean, total, not per game, total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I knew what you meant. Uh, I'm, I'm well aware. Clarifying for everybody out there. <laughs> and then two grand over here for my tickets for the for the year. More than that, actually. Right behind you. I don't even know how much. I don't even know how much four tickets is in in my section anymore. How much is that? Uh, too much. Yeah, the they, too they much. pay. It's just kind of an automatic payment. Um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I have a bunch of analysis leading up to the game. I, I, it also, if you're, if you're placing things in the, in the columns of we're going to win or we're going to lose and why I think um, the juju and the overconfidence and all of that stuff. Um, and then them being the Jaguars is over here in the, why I think we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I would add to that is that um, the Colts apparently looked like absolute dog shit. Yeah. in their game last week which again you, you kind of throw that over here into the this is why i think we're gonna lose they're gonna beat our um, <laughs> and then also you put on top of it that they have a legitimate axe to grind like they have a legitimate like chip on their shoulder because we ended their season last year um i gotta say folks i'm not trying to be a negative net here but i i don't like our chances <laughs> But see, here's the thing. All, all those things you listed are why I can like I, why I also think we're going to lose. But if we ignore all that for the same reason, we're only focusing on that. I think there's a decent chance we win. Like, they have all these good players <laughs> who are all of a sudden getting hurt, right? So Buckner is all of a sudden on the injury report, didn't practice. Alec Pierce today's Wednesday. All of a sudden, he's got a concussion from the game on Sunday. Like, are you kidding me? That's that's kind of the positive juju shit that we might want to like maybe focus on. A little said, bit. if you ignore all that shit that I totally agree with you about, <laughs> here's the other shit. <laughs> listen, listen. Just I wanted saying. nothing more than to win that fucking game this past Sunday. Yeah. Start out the season. I, truthfully, have we gone on to lose the next six? I don't know that I would have cared. Like, I just wanted to have a good feeling to start a season about a new regime, about our young quarterback, about new players that we signed or drafted. I just wanted that to start the season. So now while I agree with you, what if I told you that after week two, (laughs) the Jaguars could be one and one and the other teams will either be oh, one and one, (laughs) oh, well, they could tie, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the records are beating his ass right now. 
<laughs> well, essentially, all I'm trying to say is after week two, we could be in first place in the AFC South and have a division win. After week two, Dillard is already going to not know the standings. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. The Jags finish third or fourth every year. I know where to look. Uh, <laughs> no, I, and I understand all that. But I also think for all the reasons that I put over here in this pile that <laughs> that I uh, if I were a betting man, I, I would not I would not bet on it. Um, I, but I do. I, I want to see. I want to see them go out and win a tough division game. Prove us wrong, man. Like. Who's wrong? Give people a little something to be excited about, to have a little bit of hope about the season. I think we're gonna win now. I think if you here's my issue. I think if you start zero and two, you think we're gonna win now? We feel pretty confident now. Hey, hey, I'm gonna be bucket over here. I'm going to a work conference uh, this week in Vegas, and I'm leaving on Sunday. And I'll literally, I'll literally be in the plane when the game kicks off. So that's a definite like in the win column for the Jags. They, oh, they love to win. When Solly's not there, it's a win. Oh, man, it's not even funny. When he's missed games in the past for, like, weddings and dumb shit, guess what? Yeah, but the, the fact that we're pointing it out already on uh, Wednesday evening, I, I, I don't like it. The, the reverse juju is going to be in place There's by no Sunday. Way. When we've had seven wins, how do you how can you not point them out? Like, it's I, I can go – I can tell you the exact score and how many, like, passing yards we had because – yeah, I've missed like three games. Yeah, he's missed three of them. We've had seven wins. I'm a little upset that I'm not going to see you on Sunday. I didn't know that, but we'll move on. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know, fellas. I, I don't know if I can jump in that camp with you. I, here's what. Here's what. I'm just confident. I'm not overconfident. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm not. And I'm not even trying to shit on yeah. your confidence. All I'm saying is, what scares me is when I look at the schedule. If we start zero and two, I really think five maybe six wins is like the ceiling yeah and it, what really matters is like teams that go into like 90 percent of them have never made the playoffs ever so like your season ends if you go yeah, playoffs yeah don't talk about playoffs i just want to look i just want to have some fucking hope you know like i i remember going into 2017 and granted everything kind of fell our way that year obviously but we were going into it having zero hope i had zero hope and it was nice to be surprised. I just want to be surprised again. I because here's the thing: I'm never gonna. I had hope going into last season because of Trevor, yeah. and that that like we would see like at least we would see this stud new young quarterback that was ours, and we'd have that to hang our hat on. I don't know that I'll ever go into another season with hope again. <laughs> so all I can do now is is just pray to be surprised. <laughs> like I can just I can just hope to be surprised and proven wrong the home opener last year or the the season opener in houston last year was so bad that i was like happy i couldn't make it to dc oh when they no bullshit how did you feel after sitting in those stands in houston last year in in game one we thought we had a win lined up we thought we had a generational franchise quarterback they had a terrible team all the deshaun watson shit was one of the worst experiences at a sporting event I've ever been to. It was awful, man. But when the game started, when you're watching the game on Sunday against the Redskin Commanders, and it started 14, uh, Trevor missed that throw. Like, oh, dude, we were all talking about it. We yeah, were you just? Oh my god, I was like, because <laughs> Dylan, remember you and I, like we talked about maybe going, and, and Zona yeah. was maybe gonna go, and I was like, this is gonna be another freaking boat race and i'm so glad i'm not there dude i told sally at 14 3 i said dude i'm so glad my bed's in this house like no travel (laughs) i remember thinking to myself like i don't know that i'll ever go to a week one road game ever again like because i thought it was just yeah oh my if i would have been there if you could dude could you imagine if we would have been there and we went down like 14 nothing 14 3 or whatever i would have been despondent i would just (laughs) like i'm going to the washington monument fuck this (laughs) if you got a door and it's weak and bad who are you going to call? A1 Sliders. 386-538-6835. Duval, get you a free estimate from our boys at A1 Sliders if your sliding glass door sounds like shit. And uh, they will make it sound like nothing. That's I think that's what Dillard was getting at, wasn't it? Who are you going to call? 
A1 sliders. Do, 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 do. Sliders. <laughs> uh, you can also check them out at a1sliders.com. You know, they got all the info up there. But what they're going to do is make your make your rusty door uh, not rusty. Yeah, free, really free quotes to people. Free quotes. There's no, listen, no obligation. Look them up online. Give them a call. Get your janky ass door fixed. Get you a new one. That's one of those things that's like worth every dollar you spend on it, man. You don't even realize how bad that thing's stressing you out until you get it fixed. True. But go do it. A1sliders.com. Um, anyway. All right, let's do some jag bags. Jag bag. Jag bag. For those that don't know, it's the interactive segment. It's where you give us questions. Hashtag. Got to use the hashtag. We put the call out. It's been a minute since we've done a jag bag, fellas. But you give us your best questions, Jaguar-related, football-related, life-related, whatever. We're here for you. Um, and then we answer your questions here. It uh, breaks it up a little bit. It's not just us talking about our uh, not-so-great football team. So uh, let's uh, – you got one to start with, fellas? Yeah, I got one. Uh, All right. Christian at Slot Fade writes in and says, how much better of a left guard would Trayvon Walker be over Smoothie Man? Hashtag Jagback. <laughs> well, first, I think it's important to to correct him, and it, that's Smoothie Boy. Uh, it, you play like a boy, you get called a boy. So Smoothie Boy, um, uh, Trayvon would easily be a better left guard, and I think it was Baldy who said it today too. He would he'd probably be our best tight end, also. Oof, I mean that ca- that that pick was a hell of a catch. Yeah, and then the way he like. Took off afterwards. Catch radius is definitely like super high. I've never seen him throw a football, but uh, nothing would surprise me. Like he might be our best quarterback too. I don't know. Um, I think he could probably line up. There's one position I don't. I do think that he couldn't be the best player on our team at, and that's definitely punter. But other than that, other than that, nothing's off limits for me. Yeah, he's definitely um, got a shot at kicker. That's for sure. So, I've got one here. Um, our, our friend Duval Doom just simply asked, should I cut my hair? Um, and and he gave us an interesting photo to go with it. And uh, let me – so, Johnny, the answer is yes, you should cut your hair. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to give you a compliment. Of all of the awkward selfies that I've seen you take over the years, um, your hair looks – it actually looks – good in this photo to the sense of like it looks healthy like it looks like that you've been using some good conditioner looks like you got some good volume um and and so but the answer is yes that you should cut your hair or diet maybe diet like that's the thing like and i can say that because i got a lot of gray and if i were to grow my hair out it would look a lot like yours in this photo um I, i'm gonna I go know. a different route here See so that. Just, there we go um pull, yeah okay so i pulled yeah. it up i'm gonna go a different route here you think uh, he should keep it? I think he needs to lose the goatee and stay with the hair. What about maybe the that's stash? stash in the hair? And, and yeah, stash in the hair, no goatee. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I covered up the goatee, and yeah, I think yeah, stash I think in hair was fine as strong. long as he rocks the stash. Yeah, yeah. He, I think look, he'll have a. It's kind of a a real French vibe if he gets he, rid of the goatee. He almost, he almost has a Johnny Depp thing going on without that. That's what I was thinking. It's, it's, it kind of looks like Charles Manson right now. Oh boy. Oh boy. Next question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love you, Johnny. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good photo for your hair, man. Yeah. I honestly think he could rock it if he lost the patch. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, man. Hey, honestly, I feel good about, about it, that. And it's it's the mullet is trendy right now. You have the ability to pull off a mullet. You've done the hard part. No, nah, I think he needs to like. I kind of like the long and the gray, actually. To be honest, you know, it's just you see. I, I just as someone who has uh, uh, crossed over to the the gray side, um, I just I can't. My hair gets to a certain length, and I just I can't do it. Hey, buddy, oh, I got it. Gray, I got is it. Be- gray is better than the alternative when you start getting old. Just like- yeah, well, it's like my old man used to always say, because I give him shit, and that's probably why I'm in my late 30s with with the gray beard, because that's how karma works. But I remember giving my old man shit back in the day and, and being like, oh, damn, dad, you're only blah, blah, blah. Look at all the grays. I see all the grays, you know, pointing out all the grays and all this stuff. And 
And he used to say, he's like, you know, my old man always used to tell me, I don't care what color it is, as long as it's still on my head. He said, because it's a lot easier to, it's a lot easier to dye it than it is to make it grow back. Yeah. And so that's fair. That's fair. Um, so there you go, Johnny. You got a, You got a nice head of hair at your advanced age. Um, rock that. Just kidding. That's mean. Advanced age. Uh, what else we got? Jag bag time. Jag uh, bag. Jag our, bag. Our whole, our, we got a Hall of Fame. We got a Hall of Fame submission here. Oh, we got to do that then. Uh, DJ Dell says, good afternoon, Moe's. How many sacks will the Colts have against football outsiders? Number one ranked offensive line by adjusted line yards. I just want to. I just want to know what the fuck are adjusted line yards? It's a rushing stat. It pretty much it, it has to do with how good the running backs were compared to. It has nothing to do with pass pro. Okay, so yeah, it's all because our ball. because our backs had because we ran the ball fifteen times for yeah. a bajillion yards. It yeah, was yards hard. per carry was high. Okay, so so Dell, I'm gonna have to admonish my our Hall of Famer here. You're asking a passing stat about a a rushing. A rushing ranking. See what I mean here? Doesn't really, doesn't really jive. It doesn't also jive. Go with about five sacks. <laughs> gonna go with about five sacks. <laughs> so I just said uh, uh, the best part about Dell's entire question here, which he is a Hall of Famer, bold take Hall of Famer. Um, although Dell, I do have to say before I even um, talk about what I was about to say, <laughs> I'm, I turn on the radio and I. I used to think you were just like a bold take hall of famer and you're pretty popular on like every local radio show. So I feel a little less special. Um, Cause I can turn on like the midday show and they're like, Oh, shout out to our guy Dell. Like he did another good video or tweet and Brent Martineau's show. I tune in and they're like, Oh, Dell did, you know, Dell just tweeted us something. And I'm like, I feel a lot less special guys. Like I, I thought Dell was like, well, Dell uh, should Dell should be thriving, but at the same time, Brent needs to probably give us proper credit. You know, we we kind of discovered Dell a little bit. You know what I mean? He was is out that there. What it is? It's like he was out there cranking it out. You know, and we were the first ones to just really notice. I feel we like. we recruited him, so you know. Yeah, that's true. We, we need that's the true. impermissible benefits because there's no. I, you know, I, I think it, when I hear him come up on these shows what i what i what i don't hear i hear a lot of praise mm-hmm. and admiration what i don't hear is the term hall of famer so i'm just gonna leave it with that dell there's only one place that you're that you've been formally inducted as a hall of famer and that's here at the bold take the uh the commentary i was going to offer about your jag bag question is immediately when i read this the best part was good afternoon Moe's. and if there aren't a few dozen welcome to Moe's signs in the stands <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday that I think we failed. <laughs> like, that's been, like, I totally I forgot be, about the Moe's. I want to be right now on the field with a giant sign so Jan can see me. Welcome to Moe's. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, it's it's really, that the whole thing is like a really complicated feeling because it's like, like who there's not really a right side to take here. Like I just want, I hate both sides. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. But honestly, now that he's on the Colts, it's fuck Jan. So anyway, yeah, um, of course. From, hey, um, fuck that guy. From yeah. Michael Clinton, what if anything is giving you cause for panic um, after one game this year on the Jaguars? I don't think anything's giving me cause for panic because of the level of ineptitude that we're coming out of from last season. So like we have that to sort of juxtapose what we just watched on Sunday against. Um, I'd say again, the, the Jaguars fan in me, which is like a, um, a fatalist, <laughs> I, I, a glass half full kind of fan. I, I worry about Trevor a little bit. Um, and, and that again, it's, when I'm being a totally objective about it, I don't worry a lot. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm just strictly being a fan, I'm like, oh shit, what if he doesn't work out? Yeah. <laughs> I would say not panic, but I think the one of the most concerning things was the uh, coverage from the defense was a little concerning, a lot concerning. Yeah, I think I think Shaq Griffin is washed. 
that's that's um, the, that's the big thing for me. Like I think offense is going to be fine, and I think the front seven is going to come along and and gel and put it together and and do some good things. But the back end is oof. Think overall the couple of you know the free agents that have been brought in. Like you can make an uh, last year and this year you can make an argument that a lot of them were at least moderate hits. Um, I think the two biggest swings and misses quite possibly are Rayshon and Shaq. Um, I have my own Jag bag question that I didn't tweet, but, um, all right. So, uh, we got a Jag bag solicit, uh, solicitation here from, um, at E underscore Dilla on Twitter. Is Andrew Wingard actually worse than Rayshon Jenkins? No, he's not hashtag Jag bag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, Andrew Wingard has better ball skills. If Logan Has- Thomas wasn't Logan Thomas, he would have got absolutely mossed on the goal line. Hashtag free Dewey. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it, the Jaguars make me do some weird shit. And go, <laughs> go from hating on Dewey to wanting Dewey to play is really fucked up. And you know what? I gotta, I gotta just clap for him. That's some impressive shit, and they do it every year. So. <laughs> you Jaguars, you make me crazy. <laughs> free Dewey. It's the movement. You heard it here. Free Dewey. Hashtag free Dewey. <laughs> I um, hate <laughs> Let's see. We got uh again, we're rolling with the Jag bag here. Hashtag Jag bag. I got um, I got one. I got one. What you got? Uh esteemed multiple time guest of the program, John Shipley, wants okay. to know. He doesn't Ooh. he doesn't he doesn't have we got a jag we got a jag bag from the press. Yeah. From the press, uh, he doesn't hashtag Jagbag, but he doesn't need to because he's been on the show fourteen times. Yeah, uh, the worst movie you've ever seen in theaters. Ooh. I saw this one, and I and, and initially I started thinking about it, and I I, I kind of drew a blank. Do you have one? Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean Four is the worst movie I've ever seen in the movie theaters. Um, after one and two were so great, and three was fine. Four was so bad that like I left in the middle of it, and that was like when I first started like buying my own shit. So for me to like buy my own ticket and leave, it was like that bad. Damn. I don't, I'm not sure that I even knew there were four pirates of the Caribbean. So you learn something every day here on the bold take pod. Dude, uh, Sally, do you, I do have one. So, uh, and I just, I just Googled this to see what year this movie came out. It was 2001. So I was four, 13, 14, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh-huh. Me and- I want to say me and my aunt went to it maybe for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I was like staying at her house and maybe it was something she thought she wanted to see. I don't even know. We walked into that bitch, dude, and we were in there for literally 90 seconds and we were like, let's get the fuck out of here. And we both just like bounced. I feel like knowing that movie, recalling that movie, I feel like if you're ever going to go to a movie with your aunt, that's like the movie that you would go like to. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't know, man, but we did not know what was going on and we said peace the fuck out and I still have not seen it since. So I couldn't even tell you why. It's been a number of years at this point, 20 years, so I couldn't tell you I don't even remember why we left or what even happened in there. I couldn't even have told you any actors until I, I just googled it. I can't recall having an experience dude I, I haven't been to a ton of movies like my kids aren't like huge movie you know fans so i haven't been to a ton in like the last decade so i have to like really think back and i mean i can't recall like just one that sticks out to me like that i don't know i remember being in the titanic i saw that in the theaters i remember being like I think I was with like a, you know, a chick. It was probably like middle school, high school time. And I remember being like, holy shit, this is the longest fucking movie ever. <laughs> um, like that's, that's like the only this, thing I could. This boat I is still fucking up. Like how the hell is this boat still yeah. above the water? I'm like, and I think too, it was probably one of those things where like, I was trying to like get with the chick, you know, get a little makeout action, a little touchy feely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, maybe I got like, uh, like I didn't get as far on the base path as I was trying. So then it was like, fuck, I got like another two and a half hours of this shit. Like, you know, I, I struck out early is what I'm saying, you know, yeah. and then you got to sit on the yeah. bench the rest of the game. It's like, this is no good. And the, the really ironic thing is that the Titanic was smaller than the Kismet. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the size of my boat. Um, all right, we got a we got a semi serious. Oh, owns the Titanic now. <laughs> semi serious question from our uh, from our guy Zach Bierman, who we uh, you guys met for the first time up in Canton, um, and I met him uh, last year in Cincy on the Cincy trip. Good, uh, good friend, good, good uh, friend of the pod. Zach says, do you think that Zay is going to be the number two target in the passing game this season? So I think he's like, when the season's over with and we we look back, is he going to be targeted second most and um, kind of the second most important guy? What do you, what do you guys, what do you say, Dilla? Oh yeah, I think he'll easily be the, like in terms of targets, I think it'll, it'll be pretty clear who it is. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, maybe if Ingram is like maybe better than we think, I think I think like best case scenario it's Evan Ingram. Oh, if it's Zay Jones, I think that's a good thing too. Um, I was pretty impressed with him. I know a lot of people thought he should have caught the ball, um, in the end zone. I thought the throw was a little late myself, and it was a tough play to make. But um, overall, I was pretty impressed. I think it was like six of sixty-five. I don't know the last time we had a receiver put up stats like Christian Kirk, and we had another guy who you know put up sixty, and then we had another guy who had forty. So like I said earlier. Like the contributions were coming from everywhere. It was really nice to see. It was nice to feel like I was watching an NFL offense all while the young quarterback didn't play as good as he could play, as should play, however you want to like, you know, break it down. So I don't know. That's why I'm still rather optimistic slash positive moving forward. Word. Um I've got let's see. This is a, we got a couple food questions, which are always really popular here in the Jag bag. Um, Kevin question mark at orc zero nine zero nine says uh, hashtag Jag bag. What's your opinion on camel riders and how they've been proposed as a signature food item of Jacksonville? I don't know that we've ever discussed this and Dilla being like my food guy. Um, what, what I kind of, I kind of want to hear your take on this. All right, so I'm a big camel rider guy. Um, Thank you. I've expected. Uh, I hit the chic for breakfast pretty often. Um, there's a chic between where I work and Home Depot. So when I'm uh, running projects or like some slash emergency happens, I can always sneak in a drive through um, in to get a camel rider. Um, honestly, anything that's in their, their pita pouches there are. 10 out of 10 um, in a sack. You can literally get sausage and egg and cheese. Um, uh, you can't go wrong, man. I, dude, next time you're like rolling through Atlantic Boulevard, like you're hitting Regency, don't be mad that you're in Regency. Be happier there because you're about to get yourself a camel rider. You feel me? Just know that the line's going to be long, the drive through's long, but it's quick. Everyone's getting the same goddamn thing. So just know that <laughs> they're, they're, they told well, me that they make 300. Uh, Pita sandwiches a day. So we now we know Dillard's opinion on the camel rider now, but he didn't uh he didn't answer the question at all. The question was all about how they were proposing to put it in the stadium. Is that what I heard? No, it's just uh, uh city or something. Yeah, it it's I've seen it somewhere. I think that's what he's referencing. Is that like um they've been pr- proposed as the signature food item of Jacksonville? So like that's oh, what Jacksonville okay. oh, is yeah. known for. Yeah, you okay with that? Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where it's so fire that it's just like, you know, when you when you see those cool things where it's like, uh, would would your basketball player make the free throw shot if your life depended on it and it's dependent on, you know, the month you were born? You just hope you get a good player. It's the same thing with that, like food. Like <laughs> the camel rider, are you kidding me? It's easy. It's like, like I'm good. Feel me? It's like having, you know, someone who like never misses. In a well, in a okay, so it's a, you're saying it's a can't miss. It's okay. a it's like getting Steph Curry. Without Steph Curry from you know midcourt. Wow, okay. All right. Um, all right, so let's stick with the food theme for another one here, and then you guys can can pop a couple of really ones out of left field at us. But uh sad Jags fan in Indy. Yeah. Um, he says going to be down from Indy for the game and need a recommendation for the best pizza to get after the game. when we are at our hotel hashtag Jag bag. Um, I know we all have takes on this and, and there aren't very many things that I'm going to stand up and pound the table and say that I'm the expert in this, but local pizza is, uh, is, is, is one of the, or just, excuse me, pizza in general is one of the things I'm passionate about in life. 
Um, but so you didn't just ask what the best pizza was in town. I don't really know where you're staying. Sad Jack's fan. He's staying on the river walk. Is he? Yeah. Okay. So that, you know, that's that if you want it delivered to your hotel or something that you can scoop up that obviously Jacksonville is, is uh, much larger than Indy and especially Indy downtown. So, um, I got, you know, Sally, what's your take there for things? If you're staying near the river walk on the pizza front. Um, I honestly, one of my favorites, I mean, it's, it's not exactly close to downtown, but it's not far as in Avondale. It's ale pie house. It's just very um, like simple and traditional and they use quality stuff and it's always good. It's always, um, it's just authentic. Um, you know, you, you're not a far, a far stone's throw from Krispies, so you can always go for a Krispies, which is always, always hits the spot. It's not one of your uh, like premier pizzas. It's not up to like cap snuff of the pizza that cap is looking for, but it's, it's good stuff. Um, I mean, you're leaving out the spot, your spot in Riverside, um, Carmine's Carmine's. Yeah. Carmine's is Carmine's is fine. It's it, Carmine's has slipped a little bit in the past. Has it? Yeah. It's not, it's not what it once was in my opinion. The problem with Carmine's is, is, is a common thing that happens with a lot of restaurants is your menu is too big when you got a massive menu and you get everything from like, you know, Tasmanian cheese fries to fucking you know pizza to shrimp and grits like you can't be good at all of that like it's just not possible honestly Um, carmine's carmine's uh for me the go-to is wings now their wings are pretty fire okay okay but um i I like ale pie over carmine's these days have you tried pie 95 i have i have pie 95 is, is not bad um it's not I haven't it's, had it since their uh, their brick and mortar. I used to get the food truck every now and then. It, it, so it's Neapolitan style. You gotta like that. You, yeah, like that's yeah. got. It's very. It is very much its own lane. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Speaking of own lane, we should put them out of business with Pi Ten. Pi Ten, and we just make like Pi Ten, and we just make like some really fire shit, and we like connect. We like connect our <laughs> restaurant to their restaurant. <laughs> I gotta say, one of the things I follow homie on Instagram. This is some free promotion for for all these places, but <laughs> I follow him on Instagram, and one of the things that they didn't have, he used to do like wood fired um, wings that were pretty good uh, with the food truck. And I, I don't know if they still have those, but one of the things that wasn't on the menu of the food truck they have now is this garlic bread looking thing, dude. And it's like, it's almost looks like a boat, like bread with like mm. slather with garlic and, okay. and olive oil. Like, and okay. then like a, a dollop of like, uh, it looks like rigata cheese and like uh, sauce to dip it in. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I got to get down there and try that. Okay, so Maybe we'll hit that tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's anyway. I don't know, man. That, that area of town, there's, there's now there's 57 biggies in town. Yeah. If you if you listen to people, they'll tell you that's good. I think, I, I'm not trying to flame anybody. Their, their dough just doesn't do it for me. Um, it's kind of like cardboard. Yeah. Um, which is it looks the part. Looks like these big nice slices, and then I'm just always underwhelmed when I. I buy. like my. I like. I like a little bit of soft chewiness. That's that's what I like in mine. So that's kind of why the Neapolitan even is like. Yeah, it's 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 kind of there, but it's not all the way there. Another What's place the, that's that's the most soft chewy you can get. Yeah, I guess I just want it like uh, like Solid. greasy. I want that greasy chewy. You know what I mean? Little yeah. Caesars pepperoni. One it's that like. yeah yeah well you know like a little like i just want some like when i go to new york i get a nice fucking greasy one you know what i'm saying the grease soaked all the way through the fucking bread that's what i'm looking for yeah yeah yeah. i I feel you and i know this place i know this place got canceled a couple years ago but and the pizza is not the best but it's also neapolitan is v pizza yeah that's honestly sad jags fan from indy um that's probably your best bet where you definitely get the wings there their wings are yeah good. get the wings um it, it, be prepared to spend about 80 dollars on a pie or two and some wings um but that's probably your best bet in that area of town all right we spent enough time talking about pizza i could do my own podcast on pizza um 
What else you guys got? Let's get a couple more in here. Shout out to everybody. I know it's been a while since we've done these, and we got some really good ones. I got a good um, one here. All right, what you got? Zach Foster on uh, at Frost underscore Zach F. If you had to compare Trevor's pregame motivational speech to a type of cereal, what cereal would it be and why? <laughs> Rice Krispie treats hold the sugar. <laughs> I was I was gonna go with uh, I was gonna whatever they're called. You know what I'm talking about. I was gonna go with the unfrosted mini wheats. Yeah, dude. Just yeah. Just mini wheats. Just mini wheats. Yeah. Frozen brand, no raisin. Like just. I'm gonna say oatmeal. <laughs> hold the milk. <laughs> Plain oatmeal. <laughs> oatmeal made with water, not with milk. Man, hey, what was the social team thinking with that? Like, why are they doing that? They've made they've done some really good stuff lately, and they've made some really questionable tweets and such just, lately as well. That I'm just like, yeah. And like someone else that we know who like knows how all the social media stuff works was like, you could have literally muted them, put music on it, it would have done the same thing, and looked way cooler, and you wouldn't have exposed your quarterback. Who that's the thing. Like they were saying too, like. The players know, like, it's not a knock on Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Like, it, it has nothing to do with him, the player, him, the motivational guy. Just the fact that they put that out there with the, like, super hard, like, caption. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was like – What? <laughs> it, honestly, it was like, you ever go to look for a pair of shoes, like, in the garage or something, and all you can find is two left shoes or two right like that's what if it, it was like that shit did not matter it did not align like, you're trying to mow the lawn with two left-footed like old pairs of you got two positive ends of the magnet you're trying to shove them together and they're just like yeah, that's such a good analogy for life two magnets. Uh, uh, what okay, else I got, do we got? I got another one here that we got to talk about and this one's serious okay right. uh at trav likes bacon says are you still feeling sorry for Trent Balky? Hashtag Jag bag. Let's let's discuss this this Trent Balky, this masterclass, the fucking clowns, all this shit, right? Like, please don't let please don't let our emotional psyche as fans of the one of the worst franchises that has ever existed, and the way we cope with with being devoted to something that's that bad confuse you into thinking that we actually think Trent Balky is like the answer at GM here. Like, did he maybe make some moves this year that were better than last year? Yeah, I think possibly, you know, do, does us saying masterclass think, make us, you know, d does that mean that we think that all of a sudden he's fucking Bill Belichick and Bill Walsh? No, like come the fuck on. Like get a fucking grip on reality, people. This is not. This is not like. It's all in the middle, okay? There's no, you know, we may act like this sometimes and then this sometimes. Like, come on. Oh man. no, not sometimes. It like that's you're dead on with everything you just said. Like you, you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, you were speaking of Steph Curry. That was you right there. Um, it is hilarious being told how I feel. Yeah, like you're, you're taking my tweets as my like real internal thoughts. That's what you're doing. Right now. Can I? Some, well, someone told me that I needed to be dealt with yesterday because I'm a bad fan. Like, what? What? Come deal with me, buddy. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'm so glad you you phrased it how you just did and how and you approached it how you just did. Um. The perfect example, I don't know if you guys were looking at my tweets of the game Sunday, but like I was flaming everybody in the first half. And then I immediately was like, no, we're only positivity. Don't enter my timeline without positivity. And I was saying the nicest things that you could say about everyone, even when they made a mistake. And it's like, that's what I want people. And unfortunately, the people who really hate us and hate follow us or whatever, they probably don't listen to this, especially to this point of the podcast. Um, if they click it at all, thank you. But <laughs> I just have to put this out there. It's not real us, real. Like, it's you have to understand, especially with the three of us, a solid 79.3% of what we tweet out is just fucking jokes. Jokes. It's us coping with it. It's us. Something popped in our head. Like 
it's our way of just getting through like Sally just very like eloquently put like getting through all the shit and yeah it's there are times where I'm pissed off and I'm tweeting through it and I don't need you I don't need you to get frustrated with the fact that I'm doing that cuz guess what I probably don't even follow you so I don't even have the opportunity <laughs> to come yell at you when you're tweeting through it, all right? Like, yeah. it, nor would I, because I don't care that much. Because you know why, folks? Because we don't really know each other, right? Yeah. Now, if Solly's tweeting through some shit, or if he really throws some stupid shit out into the universe, I'm probably going to text him and be like, wow, dude, that was pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> and, and vice versa. Well, guess like, what? We know each other. Right? <laughs> I'm like it just it, social media is the wildest thing and, and i know you know we all sp- spend a, a decent amount of time on it and there wouldn't be a podcast we wouldn't know each other without social media all of those things there's many great things about it but this idea that you read a tweet that i put out into the universe and think that you understand me or what i'm thinking it, it just cracks me up it is oh anyway sorry you obviously struck a nerve Love you, JB. That's why I said we had to talk about this one. <laughs> That's it. That's a good one to end it on. Um, if you if we didn't get to your questions, we'll do some more of them. There were probably at least a half a dozen other good ones that we went we weren't oh, able to shit. get to. I just came across a fire ass Photoshop. Uh, all right, a photo what? Yeah, I'm just gonna retweet it. Sorry. I'm, I'm okay. Just... All right. Um, so, I. <laughs> What's odd about this is I came away from Sunday feeling like we're in like week 12, but it's only week two. Uh, so go Jaguars. Um, surprise us on Sunday. Surprise me. I'm ready to be surprised. I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. I'm ready to sweat my nuts off in the 127% humidity on Sunday. <laughs> um, I'm ready for Dilla to pay $4 for his ticket to sit next to me. Um, 1904. Sorry. You know, the 904 day. Sorry, buddy. Oh, 1904. Hey, look at you. You actually bought one from the team though. Um, that's, that's a good fan. You're a good fan. Good fan points for you. But anyway, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Fellas, anything else? That's it. That's it. All right. I love you, JB. Love you, JB. Love you, JB.